Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When Christopher Eccleston stated that multi-doctor stories are cash grabs, he wasn't far wrong. While the show was off the air, BBC Enterprises, the corporation's marketing arm, went all in on video releases, books on tape, recorded soundtracks and novels to keep fans appeased during the wilderness years. Their biggest Doctor Who-related project, however, actually ended up unmade. Designed as a celebration of the show's 30th anniversary, Doctor Who The Dark Dimension was intended to be a feature-length straight-to-video movie. Now, The Dark Dimension, like Sharda, is one of the Doctor Who fandom's great obsessions. Despite having never fully entered production, there have been many attempts by fans to realise the story as originally intended. So, with the 60th anniversary fast approaching and rumours of a multi-Doctor story back in the news once again, now seems like the perfect time to take a look at this abandoned special. So with that in mind then, I'm Ellie with Who Culture, here with the true story behind Doctor Who's abandoned anniversary movie. Number 10. BBC Enterprises Plans an Anniversary Movie According to the Dark Dimension scriptwriter Adrian Rigglesford, the planned movie was at the behest of Tom Baker. Speaking to the Space Mountain Convention in Clacton-on-Sea in 1993, Rigglesford told fans that Tom Baker went to the BBC and said, I would like to be Doctor Who again, and that's the reason why it happened. Baker also apparently suggested that the script should be written by Douglas Adams. So in light of this and the strong performance that Doctor Who was having in the home entertainment charts, BBC Enterprise started planning something special in September 1992. A brand new feature-length episode for exclusive home video release to celebrate Doctor Who's 30th anniversary in 1993. Rigglesford's script was commissioned about a month later, specifically written with Tom Baker's requests in mind. The plot revolved around Hawkspur, a villainous alien who murders the seventh Doctor and alters the Doctor's personal timeline so that Tom Baker's incarnation Incarnation never regenerated. This older fourth Doctor would team up with Ace and the Brigadier to put history back on course, with the other surviving Doctors making brief cameo performances throughout. Now, while this may have satisfied fans and some BBC high-ups who felt that the series had lost its way in the 1980s, it was a storyline that proved to be quite controversial further down the pre-production process. Number 9. Graham Harper comes on board to make Doctor Who scary again. 
Now, while BBC Enterprises wrangled over the project with the controller of BBC One, Jonathan Powell, who is one of Doctor Who's greatest enemies, Rigglesford had managed to bring a director on board. And he chose Graham Harper, a fan favourite director who was responsible for two of Doctor Who's most atmospheric and acclaimed stories of the 1980s, The Caves of Androzani and Revelation of the Daleks. Harper was reportedly very excited to make Doctor Who scary again, and was certainly a great choice for the darker, more grown-up tone that Rigglesford's script was aiming for. Now, at this stage, the film was planned for exclusive VHS release, which meant that the target audience were older fans who had paid employment and disposable income. But that all changed in early 1993 when Jonathan Powell was replaced as controller of BBC One by Alan Yentob. Now, Alan Yentob was a supporter of Doctor Who and cult television in general, and had actually overseen some classic Who repeats over on BBC Two throughout 1992 and into 1993. And with the support of Charles Denton, the new head of series and serials, he gave his blessing for the dimension to be aired on BBC One, with the VHS release then potentially including extra footage as an added selling point. Number 8. Monster Redesigns Begin in Earnest now that the project had the blessing of BBC One, the focus turned back to Rigglesford's script. As this was to be an anniversary special, there was a desire to include not just the surviving past Doctors, but several classic monsters. The Sixth Doctor was to meet the Ice Warriors, while the Fourth Doctor would confront a Dalek in a Victorian graveyard, and the Fifth Doctor would be thrown into the Cyber Wars. Now, in order to update some of these classic foes for a 90s audience, designers were brought in from a variety of sources, including Jim Henson's Creature Workshop. Henson's team were assigned the Cybermen, with Rigglesford giving an insight to some of the designs at the Space Mountain Convention, stating, The guy who designed it, Nigel Johns, was trained by alien designer H.R. Giger. So you can imagine that this particular Cyberman looked terrifying. It had holes in its knuckles, and there was a point where it held up its hand, made a fist, and six-inch blades shot out of its knuckles. It was like Wolverine out of the X-Men comics. Cyberine. Now, these new Cybermen are the overriding image of the abandoned project, and they really give an insight into the more horror-inducing adult tones that they were clearly aiming for. Number 7. Rick Mayle, David Bowie and Brian Blessed were tipped to play the villain. There were a number of enticing star names linked to the role of the central villain Hawkspur. Rigglesford had previously written a book with Brian Blessed, so had suggested him for the role. Another name, David Bowie, was of course familiar to the team from Jim Henson's Creature Workshop, who had worked with him on Labyrinth. Now, it's not clear how advanced these discussions were past names on a list. And given how Enterprises approached the casting of the Doctors, but more on that later, it's highly likely that they didn't get very far. Now, one of the most enticing names for potential actors to play the villain was Rick Mayle, and Graham Harper had worked with Mayle on The New Statesman, where Mayle had played the role Alan Bastard. So given their working relationship, it's highly likely that Mayle was Harper's top choice for the role. But the prospect of Rick Mayle killing Sylvester McCoy and then facing off against Tom Baker in a Doctor Who story is one of the series' greatest what-ifs. And despite the clear 
flaws in the project. Having Rick Mayle and Tom Baker involved would have at least ensured that it was nothing less than memorable. Number 6. Pre-production begins, casting does not. Establishing a production office in June 1993, BBC Enterprises won the bid to produce the project, with a tender of £75,000. But BBC TV were concerned that the budget was too low and the Enterprises had no experience in producing original drama. But despite this, design work continued on the monsters, updating the Daleks' extermination effects to 3D bolts. Test shoots began, costumes and sets were being designed for the special, the Pertwee-era variation of the theme tune was decided upon, and a new title sequence concept was being drawn up. Kevin Davies, who would later direct the fondly remembered anniversary documentary More Than 30 Years in the TARDIS, was put in charge of realising the concept of incorporating all five Doctors' faces into the old-fashioned Howl-Around intro. The only problem was, no one had contacted the five Doctors. In an interview with TV Zone, fifth Doctor actor Peter Davison said that, they never returned my agent's calls when this project was floating around. I was then sent a script later on saying, we hope you like the script, we look forward to working with you, and still no one had contacted my agent. And it would only get worse from there. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Number five, most of the doctors aren't impressed. As news of the project started to filter around fan circles in June, it wasn't until July that the news of the project was broken in the 202nd issue of Doctor Who magazine. Now, fans were incredibly excited about the prospect of Doctor Who returning to BBC One after three years, but most of the Doctors were less excited. In the years following the project, John Pertwee, Peter Davison, Colin Baker and Sylvester McCoy have been vocal on the script's many problems, 
not least the fact that they were all overshadowed by Tom Baker. As Colin Baker remembered in an interview with TV Zone magazine, it's not a very sound strategy to present it in. The way it was presented, i.e. that one is much more important than the other four. John Pertwee, meanwhile, objected to how the script approached Doctor Who in general, telling Starburst magazine, it should have been given to a writer that knows something about what we're doing. Someone like Barry Letts. Sylvester McCoy later tapped into the inherent problem with the proposed story. He told TV Zone, I don't think it was even the kind of story fans would want to see for the 30th anniversary. They want to see all the Doctors together. Number 4. Budget miscalculations lead the project to be abandoned Fan excitement over the project was short-lived. A BBC board meeting held on the 10th of July decided that the anniversary multi-doctor story was just a hastily cobbled cash grab. Citing the upset the project caused for past Doctors and the unrealistic production schedule, the board decided to send BBC Enterprises a memo that cancelled the Dark Dimension for financial and logistical reasons. And rumour has it that those financial reasons related to the fact that the broadcasting costs hadn't been factored into BBC Enterprises' budget. Now this wasn't quite the end of the project, however, and Rigglesford set about rewriting his script for for a potential Christmas 1993 release. Meanwhile, in America, Philip Siegel, working at Steven Spielberg's Amblin Entertainment, had heard about the project and was concerned. In a DVD interview for 1996's Doctor Who TV movie, Siegel said, I read the script and it was awful. It was really embarrassing and it was silly and we were going to march out all of the old Doctors and it just felt wrong. It was going to muddy the waters and confuse people, especially as we were so close to delivering our Bible and our script. Siegel requested that the BBC Enterprises senior manager Tony Greenwood put a stop to the project and thus the final nail was put in the Dark Dimensions coffin. Number 3 Dimensions in Time replaces the Dark Dimension now, if Siegel was concerned that the script for The Dark Dimension was silly, then who knows what he must have thought about the script for its replacement, the infamous Dimensions in Time. Fans were understandably disappointed that a dark and brooding 96-minute feature-length movie special was replaced by a light and fluffy romp through Albert Square in 3D for 1993's Children in Need Telethon. Viewed through the prism of an anniversary special, Dimensions in Time is unbelievably disappointing. It's a crossover with BBC soap EastEnders. The Doctors don't quite feel right, the companions are thumbnail sketches of how the characters are remembered by writers John Nathan Turner and David Roden. And worse than that, Tom Baker still doesn't share screen time with the other Doctors. But really, fans should have just lightened up. Dimensions in Time was just a bit of daft fun for a really good cause. And actually, funnily enough, Adrian Rigglesford's wish for light entertainment host Noel Edmonds to introduce the Dark Dimensions in Noel's Who Party actually came true. Edmonds announced the winner of the phone vote that would decide which EastEnders character would save the Doctor from the Part 1 cliffhanger. He was then joined by John Pertwee in character as the Doctor, who instructed audiences to put on their 3D glasses. Look, it wasn't a feature-length movie, but it was still a good laugh. Number 2. Adrian Rigglesford unsuccessfully tries to publish the making of the Dark Dimension book 
Now, before The Dark Dimension was abandoned, Virgin Publishing were interested in publishing a novelization. But when Greenwood pulled the plug on the project, the publishers decided it wasn't really worth it anymore. After all, they had several Seventh Doctor stories to be working with and were starting to create new stories for the previous six incarnations. But undeterred, Rigglesford continued to seek publishing opportunities for his unmade Doctor Who story. He considered a script book with Titan Books, but then the BBC clamped down on making the script public. And it was this clampdown that also ensured that the unofficial making of book failed to surface on the three potential publishing dates between 1994 and 1995, despite a dust jacket featuring the new style Cyberman being designed. Eventually, details of the Dark Dimension appeared in Virgin's reference book, The Nth Doctor by Jean-Marc Le the book contained various background notes and a full synopsis for the unmade adventure, which sparked the imagination of several creatively minded fans. Number one, the project is eventually realized by fans. Now, if we learned anything during the wilderness years of the 1990s, it's that if Doctor Who fans aren't satisfied with existing Doctor Who, then they make it themselves. Doctor Who DJ, Missing Episode Hunter, and continuity advisor Ian Levine has funded many such projects for his own private collection. He finished work on his version of The Dark Dimension back in 2012, and he even managed to secure Sylvester McCoy and Sophie Aldred to voice their respective characters. And there have been many other similar attempts to realize the potential of Rigglesford's script over the years. Now, the most high profile and accessible of these is Faros Features audio adaptation of a leaked version of the Dark Dimension script featuring a cast of fans and realized by fan artists. The 2021 adaptation of the abandoned project was recorded during the pandemic. Script editor and fourth doctor Matthew Toffolo told We Are Cult, it's been a great pleasure playing a weary 90s era fourth doctor and hearing the project come together with incredibly talented voice actors acting, editing, sound design, and an equally impressive soundtrack. Now, it is still available on YouTube, and it's likely the closest fans will ever get to The Dark Dimension. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 